Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast, live via Zoom. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. Today, we are reviewing Blackpink's debut album, I guess, finally. The album, as it is called. Blackpink in your area. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe it took them this long to release a full-length album. And by full-length, we mean eight songs. (laughs) They tried. I do love that it's called The Album, though, because I know people are constantly tweeting, like, where's the album? Where is the album? And they're like, the album, October 2nd, 2020. <laughs> like, So Blinks, don't get mad at us. I think there's another name to the album, but I cannot remember it right now. So don't come for me. It's not in the notes, therefore I am unaware. <laughs> and if I try to open Spotify right now, my computer will freeze for 10 minutes. So <laughs> so a little bit of info about the album. It was released on October 2nd, 2020. For the album, Blackpink recorded eight new songs, and they worked with a couple of different producers, including Teddy, Tommy Brown, RT, Mr. Franks, and 24. Jisoo and Jenny also took part in writing lyrics for Lovesick Girls, which is the third single released from the album. It was written and recorded in isolation during (laughs) the COVID-19 pandemic. I love how Wikipedia phrased that because it's like, that's still happening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not so much in South Korea as it is here. (laughs) Um, I looked at that COVID map yesterday and we are bright red. (laughs) Mm. The group stated that the album shows a more mature part of us through singing, not only about love, but diverse emotions experienced by girls growing up. So they're aiming for a more mature vision for this album. You know, I think it's admirable of them to be focused on that because a lot of songs, I would say 80% of songs, are about love. And, you know, love is a is a big part of life, but there are other emotions that girls, especially girls in their late teens, early 20s, are experiencing. And those are also valid and... I think it's cool that they want to showcase those experiences. I mean, as a young girl, I definitely felt a lot of anger. Mm. There's some anger on this album. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, (laughs) obviously me and Emily felt anger in middle school. We both listened to fucking alternative music and experienced our (laughs) own emo slash punk slash scene phases. So we are intimately aware with that emotion. But yeah, like, I like how they express kind of like this standoffish, like, badass type of vibe. It's really cool, honestly, to see. And I hope more girls are inspired by that because girls have to be a spitfire to fucking survive in this awful world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think with this album, the anger is more subdued it's not you know like m&m in your face yeah (laughs) i think it comes off in how confident they are number Mm -hmm. one and a lot of it is i am not listening to what you say i'm focusing on me and there's like this baseline of fuck you (laughs) yeah fuck you i'm gonna be confident anyways yeah i really like that about them So let's get into the songs. We're going to break them down one by one and do a little review on each of them. The first song on the album is How You Like That. that, 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 
we've talked about this on K-Pop Roundup before, but let's just talk about it briefly again. This was the first single. The music video had a very elemental feel. There was like ice, fire, air, almost the avatar, I guess. The chorus in this does a very sharp turn and it's very stripped down and it's all about attitude. A couple of days ago, I was like, what does this remind me of? What is this? What does this instrumentation sound like? It sounds like snapping rubber bands. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. It ends with like an upbeat dance section where the girls in the video just they just model walk, which I like. (laughs) I kind of wish that the whole song was a little more upbeat like that. But I really, really, really like this. And I feel like every time that I listen to it, I like it a little Mm -hmm. bit more. In particular, I really liked the hair of all the members of Blackpink. Not a single appropriative braid. Thank God. I also really like that they're wearing wigs. Mm -hmm. Not Rosé. That poor girl had to bleach her hair. But Lisa is employing a lot of wigs. And I'm like, that's what they should do. You can pin in a wig and save your scalp. For sure. And then you can do so many different hair colors and styles. Like one right after the other. The possibilities Mm -hmm. are endless. (laughs) You could be Moira Rose on Schitt's Creek and be a different person every day. (laughs) (laughs) If you have never heard of Schitt's Creek or if you haven't watched it, please give it a try. It's absolutely hysterical and I love that show to death. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is probably their sassiest song on the album. I mean, the chorus is literally like, look at you, look at me. (laughs) I'm the shit. Yeah, it's definitely a very in-your-face song. It's actually really grown on me since we first reviewed it in the Hold On To Your Seats, the June K-pop roundup. (laughs) It's Uh, October right now. Yeah. (laughs) Back in yonder year when it came out, I didn't really like it too much, but it really is grown on me and I listen to it pretty much. I think on like every month playlist since then, it's, it's been on there. The bada bing bada boom 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 thing and the chorus is still cringy to me though. And the look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane before the drop is everything and I love it. And it's just such a great strong start to an album. So it really like gets you hyped for what's going to come next. It does get you very hype. The second song on the album is Ice Cream with Selena Gomez. Because Selena, she acts like the fifth member of Blackpink. (laughs) She has a lot of lines in this song. And I'm sorry, people who like Selena Gomez, but I fucking hate how she sings. I don't know when she started sounding like this, but I miss what she sounded like in 2010. I liked the songs back then, like when she was Selena Gomez in the scene. I just, I don't like how she sings right now. It grates on my lizard brain. (laughs) I am sorry. Chelsea, I'm sorry. I cannot stand (laughs) Selena Gomez's music. (laughs) Honestly, um, I'm about to roast Selena Gomez too, but I honestly wonder what this song would have sounded like without Selena Gomez, because I feel like she's very unnecessary in this song, except maybe for the addition of some clout. It's not like she has any special talent that the Blackpink girls don't already have. And especially what is quote unquote showcased during this song. Like she doesn't do anything 
out of the ordinary or very special. Something that, you know, the girls have singing chops. Black The Blackpink girls can sing, can rap, can dance, can model walk, can do it all. Like, I don't really understand why she was there, except for the modicum of clout that comes with her just being Selena Gomez. I mean, that's all collabs, pretty much. I guess. But but I feel like good collabs, that they should be at least adding something. Like, there are girl groups that are featuring a rapper. And sure, the rap section, probably unnecessary and probably a little weird slash bad. But at least the rapper is providing something that the song is not providing already. Yeah. So anyways, that was my <laughs> dissection of Selena Gomez being on this song. I don't really like this song that much, so... I think this is one of my least favorite songs, unfortunately, on the album. Yeah. So this had a music video. The concept is very, very sweet. It's like retro ice cream, very pink. You know, I I did not expect it to look like that, especially for Blackpink. I thought there would be some edge. I guess their fashion was a little edgy. I stan that capybara. He was so cute. (laughs) We stand large rodents on this podcast. That is the true fifth member of Blackpink. <laughs> that capybara. <laughs> I kind of wish that the music video would have leaned more into the retro aspect. I feel like they could have taken it up a notch with that and had it be, I don't know, less cutesy, more retro. There is a chorus for this song, but it does not feel like a chorus because the flow is extremely even throughout the whole song. So it's like you're in the chorus before you even know it, and then it ends and flows into the next verse, and you're just like, what's happening? I'm lost. Towards the end of the song, I thought it did sound more sassy and like what we know Blackpink to be. I really do not like this song, but I don't hate it. I I wrote down the lyrics. Play the part like Moses. Keep it fresh like roses. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Lisa. Yeah, I just felt like the song lacked a strong musical thread, and it just has a lot of talk singing, or I guess very slow rapping. I, I don't know. I It's playful, I guess, and it kind of plays off of how how you like that is a little bit sassy. But other than that, I just, eh, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was too weird. <laughs> this song is like 90% in English, too. If you tell me a K-pop song is completely in English, I will miss that (laughs) completely and I'll have to listen to it again. Because it's with Selena Gomez, it is very much in English. I think, you know, I don't even know if there's any Korean in this. I was looking at the one of those YouTube videos where they have the, the lyrics light up with who's singing it. And I'm pretty sure Lisa raps something in Thai, not Korean. Hmm. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. (laughs) Maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't know. The jury is out because I was just listening to it on Spotify. Let's move on to the third song, which is Pretty Savage. This is the most traditional Blackpink sounding song on the album, and it definitely sounds like it belongs as a B-side to How You Like That. I could not get over this lyric. Are you ready for this? Born a skinny bitch. No matter how fat I get, I'm skinny. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Emily, I think we just both need to go around and just aggressively assert to everyone that looks at us that we're skinny. <laughs> Lisa is a skinny legend. Yeah. The bridge to the chorus is just like a total tone change, which I wasn't ready for. But listening to it again, and now that I know that's what's happening in the song, I'm, I'm ready for it and I like it. This is a I am better than you song. And it's super fun to listen to, but I felt like the flow needs to be better because it's almost suffering from two different songs, mashed together syndrome, Mm -hmm. or I got a boy syndrome. Yeah. The slow parts of the song, I guess, give you a break from from dancing, I guess. (laughs) And at two and a half minutes in, it sounds a lot like Shadowplay by Pink Fantasy, which I was like, Hmm. Yeah, it definitely had that kind of um belly dancing. Belly dancing like Middle Eastern music sound type feel to it. That being said though, this song has become one of my top listened to songs lately. <laughs> I actually like it a lot. It's a good song. The chorus is great and it goes hard as fuck, but like you were just saying, the lead up to the chorus is a little disjointed. <laughs> And you're kind of like, what's going on? And then the chorus hits and it's good. And also the breakdown is a little bit weird, but I do like the overall sound of it. It does sound like Shadowplay, <laughs> my pink fantasy. Hmm. I fucking love Shadowplay. Yeah. Like, I love that song. So that is not a read. I love that song. <laughs> Let's go to number four, which is Betuana featuring Cardi B. I bet you wanna, I bet you wanna, I bet you, I bet you wanna, I bet you wanna. Something about me's taking you higher, and you ain't never gonna come down. And I love that internet sleuths found out that Cardi B was going to be featured on a song because there was a picture of like the album art of the album, and in very small letters you can see like the names of the tracks, and they're like, does that say Cardi B? <laughs> They're like, no, it's our it's our ripoff of uh, Taylor Swift's cardigan. <laughs> I wish that Cardi B was more in this song. Me too. Honestly, like, I feel like Cardi B should have been in Ice Cream because then she could have just laid down a really good rap. Yeah. And may have, I don't know, like, livened up the song. I don't know. Cardi B is, like, one of my favorite rappers. I think she is a lyrical genius. And she is good in this song, I wanted her there more. I thought this really sounded like a Red Velvet song, and Kyle liked this one the most because it sounded like a Red Velvet song. He did not really like this album at all. Yeah, I just didn't think that this song or Ice Cream really sounded like Blackpink, and I felt like Betjuana and Ice Cream were both, like, designed the same. And I'm not sure if these songs were created specifically for a U.S. audience with that in mind. But I'm very confused because I just, like, the songs don't have a very full-bodied sound. They rely on a lot of, like, acapella elements with, like, just one heavy beat in the background. I just, like, I don't like it. I don't think it sounds particularly good. I thought this was a cute and catchy song, but it doesn't scream Blackpink. Lisa really surprised me on this, though, because she's straight up just singing and she sounded very sweet and innocent. Jenny also sounded particularly good. It's a really good range for her voice. I think she probably sounded some of the best that she's ever sounded on this song. 
And I think that this song is entirely in English. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure this is entirely in English. So might be on the radio because I definitely hear ice cream on the radio, which is fucking blowing my mind that we're here in Blackpink on Top 40 Radio. Yeah. It's cool, though. It's cool, though. It's cool. I wish the song was better. <laughs> I mean, if it's on the Top 40, I guess it can't be so bad. I mean, like, if it's on the top 40, I mean, it's just popular. Not necessarily it's a good song, but, like, they succeeded in it being popular. Not necessarily it being a good song. That's what I meant. Sorry. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> the number five song is Lovesick Girls. This is also a song that got a music video, and I think this is the first time they've ever had a man in a music video. Man's is is is. This song has a very like girl anthem feel. The chorus especially reminded me of Young Blood by The Naked and Famous. My notes say, "Rosé's hair is on point." Yeah, it was. It looked really good in this music video. I was like, "Ooh, bitch!" Right? She had the pink hair. It was so good. I like that they were styled to be casual, but it was casual by their standards, so it is not casual, but <laughs> they definitely, like, edited yeah. down what they were wearing. Lisa coming in with the wigs, which I say yes to. There was actually controversy about this music video because Jenny had scenes in a hospital, and she was dressed like a nurse, and people were like, coronavirus! <laughs> coronavirus! Also, like, it, it was like a mental hospital, and that can be insensitive. Yeah. So I think YG said that they were editing the video, but I'm not sure how you would do that without losing all your stats on YouTube. I'm not sure how that's possible. Maybe it's only for, like, Mnet? Maybe? I don't know. I haven't watched the music video today. I don't know if it's still in there. I watched it yesterday, and, um... I don't remember anything specifically hospital-esque, but I wasn't really paying attention for that necessarily. So uh -huh. I don't think it's in the music video anymore, but don't quote me on that. I was like really into Rosé in this song and video. I was like, Rosé is acting <laughs> with those tears. <laughs> it looked really good. I thought that was a nice touch to the music video for sure. Definitely added to the punch of lovesick girls. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the concept is they all date the same guy, break up with him, and then go on a road trip. You <laughs> like, know, me, Emily, and all our friends used to date the same guy, break up with him, and then go on a road trip all the time. In the desert. Yeah, you know. it's just what 20-somethings do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lovesick Girls is a very house-y song, and again, it's unexpected from Blackpink, but I guess I just have to keep in mind that this is their first album, and they've only ever released singles before this, so I guess this is their chance to, like, open their wings, broaden their horizons a little bit. I like this song probably the best of all the non-Blackpink-y songs on the album. It's a very cute song. It's extremely easy to listen to. I liked the music video. I thought it was dynamic and interesting. The man in the music video was a great addition as well. I thought the styling was a little strange at some points, but overall I thought the girls looked really good and the dance seemed pretty easy as well. Overall, it was like a win-win-win for me for this song. 
Our number six song on the album is Crazy Over You. I'm crazy over you. This song sounds like it's meant to be with How You Like That and Pretty Savage. Like, if you were listening to a demo, it would be those three songs. There is definite Asian instrumental in the beginning with the flute and the strings. It mixes to something belly dance or Middle Eastern mixed with East Asian. Yeah. It's some sort of fusion. This song is slow, but there is a flow to it. The lyrics are basically, like... You're seeing a fine-ass man and you lose your mind just a little bit. (laughs) That's happened to me before. Every time I see Henry Cavill on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's like that meme of just like the the crazy looking emoticon and then it's just like barking noises (laughs) over it. (laughs) That is the song. (laughs) Memeified. Yeah, basically. I really, really liked this song. I thought it had a good full-bodied sound, which I was really looking forward to after all this, like, no-body sound, like, beat shit, basically. And it is sampling, like, those flutes, which gives it that, like, Middle Eastern, East Asian vibe, which I actually really like. It really makes you want to dance, even though the chorus is slowed down from the verses. And I could definitely see this igniting some fires on the dance floor (laughs) in a club, and I think that's exactly what it was written to do. Yeah, I can see this as, like, a belly dance song or, like, a pole dance song, especially the chorus. Yeah, definitely. It's the perfect speed to sexy dance. The seventh song on the album is Love to Hate Me. You ain't worth my love if you only love to hate me. Okay, I wrote down these lyrics. I got to discuss them first. I can't relate. I keep it light. No, no, no drama in my life. I wish it was like that, Jenny. I really wish I could just say that, yeah. (laughs) This is a mid-tempo jam about blocking out the haters, and it's more black pinky, I guess, more traditional. It's 100% in English. Rosé and Jisoo shine in this. I was watching the YouTube videos where they light up who's singing, and I was very impressed by those two. But the song doesn't really leave much of an impression on me, and I misheard the lyrics to the chorus. I thought it was like, you ain't working love if you only love to hate me. Like, you were calling someone out, you're calling someone love, (laughs) you know, and being sassy. No, that's not the lyrics, is you ain't worth my love if you only love to hate me. And I was like, oh... I thought they were being sassy. (laughs) I didn't think this song was super memorable, and it just kind of blends into the background on this album. But I do like the build to the chorus in this song. I do think that part of the song will definitely get stuck in your head. And it's easy to listen to, and it could be uplifting if you're feeling pressure from the haters. Um, (laughs) It wasn't really for me. Okay, the last song on the album is You Never Know. Okay, 
And there's no disguising this. This is a ballad. I honestly did not expect a ballad on a Blackpink album. It's the closer of the album, so I guess (laughs) I will not be listening to this again. It's not earth-shatteringly beautiful, so as far as ballads go, it's a no from me, love. (laughs) Yeah, it's a reverse ding-dong from us. (laughs) Yes. Dong. Ding. (laughs) It's... It's a, it's a, hold on, it's, it's a gind gond from us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. So the song's basically about how people don't know the struggles that you're going through. You know, don't judge people because you don't know what they're going through. And my notes say, I wish another song was here instead of this. And that is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Like, why is this taking up a space on the album? Yeah. So I reviewed this after Emily. So I read her note mistakenly while I was listening to it. And I was like, ah, shit. And then, of course, I, like, get to this song. And then the piano hits. And you know when the (laughs) piano hits. When that piano thump, you're about to get a fucking ballad. (laughs) (laughs) This is the slowest and also the longest song on the album. So unless you really love Blackpink, unless you're a Blink, I would skip this one. No impressive vocal feats are happening here. I could see this song being played in a K-drama. And honestly, I feel like a lot of ballads are written to satisfy that remote possibility. So you may see this in your next K-drama, but you're not going to see it in any of our future playlists. Honestly, not even in a K-drama. Like, the credits of a K-drama. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the closing okay. song yeah. <laughs> of the K-drama. Yeah, it's, it's, not even, it's not even in the show. It's at the end of the show. Right. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's such a waste. Especially if you're not even going to showcase their vocal talent. Especially if you're not going to have them hit any high notes and they're just kind of, like, keeping it in the mid-range where they're comfortable and they're not really doing anything super pretty or amazing with their voices. Like, why is it in the album? Is it just so they could get to eight? (laughs) I don't know. This was made in isolation, so... Hashtag isolation. Okay. How would you rate this album on a scale from one to five? I would rate this album, seeing that I liked four out of the eight songs... (laughs) A three. Yeah, I agree with you. That ballad really brought down the average. <laughs> if the last song had been a song on par with Love Sick Girls or Pretty Savage or How You Like That, it would have been a four out of five for me just because honestly, the bad songs I'm probably not going to listen to that often or maybe ever again, but the good songs... They're fucking bangers, and I'm going to be listening to them again and again, so I can't let all of the bad eggs drag down their average that much, because the good songs are really good. And that's my overall thought about the album, is that it's still worth listening to, especially for the songs that we liked, which, for your reference again, were How You Like That, Pretty Savage, Love Sick Girls, Crazy Over You, and that was it. (laughs) I also like uh, Bejuana. Well, Blinks, please don't kill us. We are fans of Blackpink. We are. They're just, they're not all winners, you know? Like, we love Red Velvet too, but all their songs aren't winners either. Yeah. I really hope that the girls get to do solo songs like Jenny got to, because I'm excited for some showcasing of their specific talents. 
like a show on Netflix just came out about them too. So definitely watch that to support them. Blackpink Light Up the Sky. So if you are interested in that, it is available on Netflix. Let's wrap up this episode with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I'm going to recommend Crazy Over You by Blackpink. I'm going to recommend Lovesick Girls and also watch the music video. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Watch some of our videos on YouTube, also at Soulmates Podcast. You can listen to our podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, we're there. Just search for Soulmates Podcast. Wherever you're listening right now, make sure that you like and subscribe so you can listen to us every single Friday. We'll see you guys next week with a mini-sode on a mystery topic because they're always mysteries! Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do! Bye! Bye!